Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help. Hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on my show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. And this is an episode about kind of a random array of things. But I think the, the theme is kind of how to tune into yourself. And really seeing what's going on, seeing what needs attention, and all of that is really aimed at allowing us to be more human. And the main reason I wrote this episode is because I feel like there are all these systems of sameness, and they kind of cause us to lose, I don't know, a sense of what we want and what we feel. And a lot of that comes from just the pressure of culture. I think the, I guess this is a really med- a meditation on resisting the need to perform for others, to wear a mask. And I would say like, if we can really curate this anti, you know, multitasking pro presence state of mind, then we can really um, guide our lives more intentionally. And what you are heading toward and what you prioritize are the same thing. So like if we can prioritize really tuning in as like a regular practice um, and really getting like aligned, you know, our life will be very different than if we are guided by unconscious doing and very much like operating based on just the need to please others. And I think that's very much, uh, I guess, a core baseline of life is just what we practice on a daily basis. And on another level, this is a selfish episode that is aimed at making all of you out there a little bit more weird and in your skin, because I think we need it. I think we need to be less perfect. We need less oversimplification. We need less judgment. We need more complexity and more conversation. And I think there's a lot more overlap in just depression and feelings of loneliness in this habit than we think there is. So I invite you to travel inward and curate space for yourself. And I also invite you to break out of whatever system is currently making you feel alienated and out of your humanity. And what do I mean by system? I mean a a group of interacting or interrelated elements that act according to a set of rules to form a unified whole organized components for a common purpose. These are just, you know, top two Google results, but systems meaning an operating set of things in your life, a collective system of things in your life. Could be anything. Could be uh, a business, it could be a a family, it could could be your smartphone. Because we are human and we need the messy, we need the nuanced, we are not simple. 
You know, it's not just be awesome, be amazing. We need that inner knowing and curiosity and processing. We need need the magic and the weird. And what inspired this episode to begin with was corporate speak. You know, corporate speak, I think, is just an alienating thing. It's dehumanizing and untethering. It makes us not act like human beings. It makes us act like robots in many ways. So this is my invitation for you to become aware of those, whatever they are in your life, and also just become aware of how they make you feel and see if there is a place that you can maybe pull back from them and create more sanctuary for yourself where you can feel more connected, more authentic. So I'm getting on lots of tangents, but I wanted to start this episode with an experiment for you right now. If you are alone, I wanted you to try doing some wiggles and just really bizarre, weird wiggles, like move your body in a really bizarre, silly way. And now I want you to make a, try making a very weird sound, something like a, like even weirder than that. Make a weird sound like an animal that doesn't exist. So just try it. Let's do some wiggling. Now I want to ask, were, were you able to do it? I hope you were. What I personally discovered when I tried this in a class not too long ago was that I was so incredibly inhibited. I was, I was so trapped inside my body. I could barely get myself to move in a silly and free way. And I would say kids, unless they are shy, you know, have no problem doing this. So that's just a question mark. I'm going to leave in the air for you. How did we get so stuck in our bodies? How have we become so uh, unable to flow freely? And that is what, in many ways, this episode is about. Encouraging you to be in your own skin, to express freely, to cry freely, to be exactly where you are when you are there. And I guess it's really about teaching yourself out of repression and formalities that tend to alienate us from ourselves because I think of that as something that makes us collectively sick but it will hopefully get hopefully get you rethinking and expressing and feeling silly and also confident enough to see the gray area and the complexity in life, in all things, in all systems, in all people, and all of the, um, I guess it'll also hopefully help you identify where other people's thoughts and feelings are operating in your life through you. And maybe if you don't want that. So with that, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. Oh, and just a heads up, before I go into the tools, we will hear a brief word from our sponsors. Part one, the what. There's something striking that happens when you subscribe to mass media. Things become more simplified, more basic, more, more polarized. There's a sense of us or them, popular or worthless. And we can energetically feel this inclination to subscribe to things, to conform to things. And I think that we need to deliver, deliberately give weight and gravity to the inner world we build outside of culture and outside of this realm. Because, holy shit, a smartphone will eat your consciousness alive. <laughs> it's designed to do so, to never let you unplug. And if you are 
plugged into a system consciousness wise all the time it'll affect how you behave it'll affect how you think it'll affect how you process and how you place things in a value scale in your life and this is also wired into us to the the need or want to subscribe to something to be part of a club like we belong it's like kind of a way to feel safe to feel less vulnerable but I just wanted to bring it to your consciousness because there is this divide that happens as you move through systems in your life there are different systems that you'll move through like um you know, whatever your job is or whatever your the ethos of your school is or whatever, you know, neighborhood you belong to. And I would also say like busyness is its own system because we start to become turned off. Like we, we start to become indoctrinated into the thinking patterns of our busyness. So when you're busy, you are unconscious, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're reacting, you're like a motor. There's not like a reflective process that happens. You don't have room for that. You don't have the space for that. And I would say the same goes for when you are operating collectively in this mode. You know, I think a lot of people, especially with the pandemic, just being remote and being only virtual, it's like a very superficial set of actions it's there's not really the space for a deeper connection and so I feel like a lot of people lost deeper connections to themselves but also to other people and a lot of people give us the ability to see inside of ourselves because in-person conversations there's so much more depth there's so much more uh, feedback received on so many other levels and I think there's also a, a much greater opportunity for conversations that have no agenda, that are not based on uh, a specific outcome. I think uh, a lot of us can feel lonely in our circumstances because we're not able to express our, our human selves. And I think that's exacerbated if you are working remotely or if you are not engaging with people who you can go deep with on a regular basis. I feel like a lot of the time when we're only working remotely or we're only communicating through digital mediums, it's it's reductive. A lot of therapists don't do remote therapy because you need that feedback that comes from being in the room with someone. And when you, you are in a medium like social media or digital media, there is an already um, a set of biases just built into it there's a set because there is kind of a a guided experience there's like an agenda built into every function and that creates a layer it creates a layer of control and meaning atop any human experience you might have outside of digital media we are also pressured to feel and act a certain way by culture Culture is often referred to as the other person in the room, the other being in the room, because whatever the cultural norms are, are constantly putting pressure on all of those who are interacting with one another to act in certain ways. I think that's just a good frame to view also your opinions of yourself. So we all have this kind of pressure on us constantly, a pressure to perform in a certain way. And that can just hinder our ability to flow, to be present, to be creative, to be expressive, to be genuine. And 
a lot of that pressure comes in the form of less than or better than feeling constantly judging ourselves constantly judging an experience constantly judging uh, a system uh, whatever environment it is everything we're doing we're constantly framing is this better than or less than this am I better than or less than this other person is this good or is this bad constant judgment and I think there's a, an intense level of reduction that occurs via the internet and whenever we're as a society consuming a, a specific set of communications polls are created and that there's an oversimplification of humanity that happens via the internet. It's like everything is being filtered by love or hate. And this is not how reality is. We are very complicated. We are very messy. We have feelings in both directions. And we need to be allowed to be complex and messy. We have to be able to be imperfect and weird. And we also have to be able to witness the gray area of human complexity. And I think... A lot of that complexity takes time to express, to understand, to digest, and that is in opposition to the medium of digital communication. And I'm speaking of all the things that matter in our lives. I'm, I'm talking about it's um, our feelings, our opinions, our relationships, and also our private psychic space. The ability to not feel like Others and the opinions of others are squatting in our brains. Like we need to be able to navigate our lives, our lives with private psychic space and be just energetically at one place at a single time. It is our right to have singular autonomous experiences and not be split by multiple obligations, not be split by multiple sets of expectations not be editing in our own heads what we think and feel based on pressures. So I'm talking about a lot of disparate things, but what do they have to do with what this episode is about? I'm basically encouraging you to curate an antidote to the reductive perspectives of mass media and the internet and whatever other systems are operating in your life. Basically to spend time fostering your own sacred inner world where you don't feel controlled or pressured to be any one thing, where you are not hindered by expectations, including your own, and where we don't need to perform, where we can just listen and tune in and feel and be. So with that, here is part three, the how, the tools. But before I go into this part, a brief word from our sponsors. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the five-hour energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Okay, before I go into these tools, uh, I just wanted to give a brief reminder of the value of meditation. I think this is one thing that so many people promote, so I often don't talk about it because I'm like, everybody else is already talking enough about meditation. But I think one thing that is incredibly potent about when you get into that theta state, that theta brainwave state, is things become so much more 
colorful and there's such a joy in that state of presence. It's like such a relief from just that chatter, that nonstop nagging to-do list in your brain. I just feel like when I get to that state, I'm like, ah, this place is great. This place is so vivid and alive and peaceful. It's like watching the world through HD for the very first time. And people will often notice things they haven't noticed before. It's like time slows down but it's still going the same speed. It's just, I, I don't know, it's such a striking experience. So if you haven't done any meditation in a while, I very strongly encourage you to meditate for a solid 30 minutes. And I would try a guided imagery kind of meditation. If you are unable to find a good one that you like, I invite you to try the Calm app. They happen to be a sponsor. I think they're a sponsor next week, but I'm not suggesting them because of that. I'm just suggesting them because that's one that has a lot of, they have a lot of variety of different kinds of meditations. And um, if you do want to visit them, check out calm.com slash help me be me. And the reason uh, I suggested it is because the, I feel like if your brain is one that wanders, it can be really helpful to have someone that is kind of pushing you to go inward. And um I don't know. I find that to be the most effective for me, especially if I, especially if I'm like a flexed muscle state of like constant, oh, you should do this. And then you just got to, don't forget to do that. All right. Here are the tools. Tool number one, I'm calling peel off the layer. And this is like a tuning exercise. This is an exercise that um, one of my teachers recently offered and I found it very uh, helpful. So I'm going to assume you've all done like this 30 minute meditation and now you're sitting peacefully and imagine you are about to sit down to work in your journal and maybe you're going to work on some of the practices from this episode. Now I want you to imagine that you are just pulling off this like almost plastic coating like one of those protective layers on a new product. You're pulling off physically this layer of judgment on the outside of your body. Imagine you're pulling it across your face. I just want you to physically practice it. Peel it up and across and off of your whole body and throw it off. And this is the layer of should. This is the layer that your brain tends to enforce onto any practice you do that's constantly telling you, am I higher than or am I lower than? Am I better than or am I less than? Am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? This is just a way to gently remind yourself to reframe your presence and turn off that autocorrect, turn off any correction you're doing at all. The goal is just to be, to allow, to be able to accept and to be able to express and just be still with yourself and, and to notice, to notice the things that come up, to notice the energetic blips that arise. Um, and just accept that you are messy and imperfect. And this is where creativity comes from. So to stop that inclination to perform and allow yourself instead to express. This is not for others. It's not for anyone else to judge. It's just for your own expression of self. So just to be able to resist that voice of judgment as an intention is so freeing. Because from here we can just, we can write doesn't have to be good it doesn't have to be bad it's just our, our we're just reflecting that's it this is where we can tune in freely and we can allow our unconscious to come forth
All right, the next tool is called what is good is. So I want you to, I want to invite you to draw a picture or write a poem because how often do we do these kinds of things and why would we do them? There is no agenda. So I'm going to do this as well. And the, the thing I want you to draw from, or I invite you to draw from the reflection, so to speak, is what am I longing for? What does my inner self have to tell me that I need? And just allow yourself to freeform, just reflect on it and just whatever comes out. And the goal here is to resist the urge to make it perfect or conclusive or for somebody else to read. Resist the urge to make it good or correct and just allow something to come out and see what happens. And it doesn't have to be anything other than what it is. And while you do this process, just observe in yourself any resistance that comes up, any frustration that may come out. Maybe it's a blockage of some sort. And that's kind of the goal is just to recognize what's happening in us in these moments and and react with curiosity I this is kind of what triggered my curiosity was when I could not make the silly movements and the silly sounds I was like interesting I am some some stuff is is blocked in me like where where's my free energy gone how come I can't do that that's interesting so I think the goal (laughs) my goal for you would be that you could get more just like a flowing river of being completely uninhibited and just be able to like for stuff to come out in this exercise so this is like a this first instance is just more uh to to clue you into like anything that may be happening right now in your creative veins all right the next tool is called no no yes yes This is a children's book that is on high rotation in my house, and uh, it's a pretty cute book. Recommend it, especially if you have a toddler. And um, in this version of this book, it's it's something I want to offer to you, is it's just a very simple way to frame in your life what is good for you to do and what is not good for you to do. And so just imagine, I'll tell you the structure of the book, and then you can see this in your own life um there's on one side of the page no no and like no no drawing on the wall yes yes drawing in a pad of paper so in your own life I want you to reflect upon what things are aligned with your purpose and what brings you joy and peace and authenticity and what is not aligned with that it's just a way to filter things throughout your day and say no no to the non-essential things say no no to the performative things that do not make you feel more like yourself and say yes yes to things that do help you feel more joyful and in your body so practice this tool safely i don't want to get an email that's saying I got fired this is just a gentle reminder because I think we can just shed so much performative work that is totally unnecessary we have so many obligations that we place on ourselves and so many things are really not that necessary to do and they take so much energy from us and so much time from us I would guess about 20% of your day is like that so as you go through your day scrub for the things that come up create a hierarchy of, of obligation And that hierarchy should put being myself, being peaceful, 
feeling in my body high up on that chain and truly catering to things that feed our life force and give us an actual reason for being um, otherwise we lose ourselves we, we start to feel numb and alienated so no no I will not go to the extra meeting that I don't know, need to be at yes yes I will go meditate outside for 30 minutes all right the next tool what object is acting here I want you to pay close attention to any power differentials in your life, like where you are being held back, how are you, anywhere you are being separated from your own self-definition by some external object. And I would say that this is something I've become very interested in in myself. Just when I have like, it's almost like you have lead in your body and you're, you're, you know mentally you want to act on something, but your body just resists it and I think that there are things that can kind of get into our our bodies that are not ours they're kind of these external things that are acting um, upon us you know so for example um, if you get feedback from other people that you should not be in a position of power or we start to resist a leadership role it's like what object is acting here is that you or is that something outside of you? I think that a lot of people experience that when they're too messy or when their emotions are too raw or when people don't know how to handle something about them. And we can start to internalize that as like something's wrong with me. So this is just a frame I'm handing you, an invitation to begin to pull that object, whatever it is. Maybe it's an object from your past. Maybe it's from your environment. And just see it as a separate entity, you know? I think this is also true in your relationships. So if something enters your relationship and suddenly it, it feels like, well, I can't do this. This is all wrong. This person's all wrong. What is the object that just entered the room? How can you identify it and disassemble its parts as soon as it arrives? Is that some past trauma entering? Is that somebody else's voice or is that your own? Is this an expectation from your social group that's over overlaying atop how you feel? Just see it as this is acting through you. Maybe it doesn't align with the rest of what I think. All right, the next tool is called alternate lives. I think this is a fun exercise and I would call it a creative writing exercise. I want you to write about other possible selves who live inside you selves that could live out a completely different life than the life you are living so just write a list of those selves what do they do for a living what do they do with their day what are their dreams for their life and you can keep them short if that's easier for you so for me i have a self who is a medicine woman she lives in canada in a forest and she knows how to fish and read nature she's also very in tune with other realms and ancestors and I have a self who is an actress and she is vain and hilarious and driven by the need to create films of art. And I have a self who is a Jungian analyst who loves to learn theory and work with clients in self-discovery. So what's the point of knowing these selves, of writing this list of selves? All of these are true of you now. And the more you can feed those selves in your day-to-day, 
the more rich and magical your life becomes, the happier your life also becomes, the more rewarding it becomes, the deeper it becomes. All right, the next tool is another journal reflection, and I'm calling it following what is true. So this is a way to check in and ask yourself just what's going on with you. And I recommend doing this after you've meditated. I'm going to assume you did the meditation. So here are a list of journal prompts. What is bringing the most excitement and joy for you currently in your life? Like, what do you find pleasure in doing? If there is nothing currently, instead, I want to ask, when you look out on the horizon line of your life, what is the most exciting for you? What is the most promising? All right. What might be preventing you from touching into joy in your life currently. Next prompt. What is something you want to put aside in your life currently? Next, I want to ask, what is something recurring for you? Like a repeat worry. Maybe there's a repeat need, want, a repeat conflict. The last question I have what questions would you like your inner self to answer for you in the coming months? And I think it's nice to ask us ourselves this question in particular right before bed because sometimes we get messages just through our dream states. And I'll have an episode for you on that in particular in uh, the next one. All right, the next tool is called Whose Limits Are Those? I think for a lot of people, there are limits that we place on ourselves that have come from someone else. Maybe it's a structure or an authority or a canon of some sort, and we have given weight to that entity in our lives. I think this is a massive hindrance to pursuing a job that we would like to create for ourselves or a new creative discipline that doesn't exist yet. So I will plant this seed in your mind the next time you, you say to yourself, no, I can't do that. Or you say, no, I, I would have to do it this way. I just want you to ask yourself, whose limits are those? And why do they get to decide? Maybe you are the one who is meant to invent your title. Maybe you are the one who's meant to be yourself for your job. Who says you can't be exactly what you choose to be? Who told you that you couldn't do that? Is that someone else in your life's decision? Or is it your decision? So just a little uh, seed of curiosity I want to plant. Because I think, I, I know I, from just even starting a podcast, I had that voice all the time. Like, well, why do I get to say that? Why do I get to have an opinion? Because I get to have an opinion, just like you get to have an opinion. And you have so much to offer. So whatever it is you think is valuable about yourself, whatever you think is interesting about yourself, other people will find that interesting too. You just have to invest in it and give it time and allow it to grow. All right. And the next tool is called I Deserve to Blank. <laughs> this is a super touchy-feely one, but I got a lot out of it in my journal, so I wanted to offer it to you. 
I think we can set something as a target and our focus and we continue to unconsciously head towards it just by bringing it to our conscious mind. And I think one really efficient way to be conscious about what you want in your life is simply to write it down. And I used to not be into the word mantra, let alone practicing mantras, but I call them intentions for the most part now. Because that's really what it is. It's like setting an intention, bringing something into your conscious mind. So this is the journal entry. I want you to write a long list of things that your baggage or your resistance, uh, whatever form it is, is blocking you from. Perhaps that's due to your environment. Perhaps that's due to past experiences, parenting, whatever it is. Whatever you have been trying to grow into, I want you to write a list of those things down in the form of, I deserve blank. So maybe these are things that other people you know have and you want to want those things too. I think for a lot of people, it's things like attention, you know, or status or title or wealth. A lot of those things can feel almost uncomfortable, you know, like feeling in a safe relationship being in like a committed stable relationship can be really intensely scary for a lot of people or intensely painful and same goes for getting lots of attention or acclaim or getting promoted or having you know lots of wealth like all of those things can trigger things in us sometimes so sometimes we have to really just become conscious of that resistance in ourselves and just start to grow into the comfort with them and start to practice mentally getting behind those things as something we deserve too. So in this list of, list of intentions, you might write all the things you want to teach your inner self to have and to enjoy. For example, I deserve to be showered with love and, and unconditional support and attention. I deserve intimacy. I deserve wealth and hours of relaxation. I deserve status. I deserve to speak my opinion and be respected for it. I deserve a leadership role. I deserve lots of vacations, etc. And whatever, whenever you write your list, whatever has the most resonance for you, highlight it and just call that to mind throughout the coming months. And this is how we start to really claim what it is we want on it or even what we want to want on an energetic level. So I hope that these inspire something good in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I send you my love and I hope you are the first, the last, the only great and wonderful you. Smile.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.